Well, hello, and welcome to the Garland of Crowns, a celestial journey. I am your host, Teresa Bowen, and thank you for joining me on this cosmic expedition into the mysteries of the Mazarot or the Mazaroth. Um, I'm not an astronomer nor an astrologer. I am an heir of God the Father Yahweh and a joint heir with Yeshua. And I love bringing the Maseroth, the creation of God, in his stars, his luminaries, into their um, rightful name and place. In other words, their original intent. I am learning and thank you for joining me on this learning cosmic expedition. We are um, continuing on the constellation Zebulon, or the house of Zebulon, which is commonly known as Virgo. Our sun here on October 2nd is still rising in the house of Zebulon. And the root, the Hebrew root for Zebulon is Beit, Chet, Lamed, and He. That word is Bethula, meaning a virgin, the woman bearing the branch. And you can find that word Bethula in Genesis 24, verses 15, meaning a virgin. And in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, we read of the branch, a rod out of Jesse. So this is speaking of Yeshua coming through the virgin birth, or commonly known as Jesus, coming through the virgin birth of Mary that we read about in the four Gospels, and in particular in the Gospel of Luke. So Zebulon the Virgo, the virgin, meaning um, its root, main root is hay for being. That word or the letter hay is behold, to be. And we find that again in Genesis uh, chapter 1 verse 28. And it's interesting. I will add a picture of this morning's sunrise in the house of Zebulon. And we find at her feet... Or at uh, maybe the the feet of the house, the the foundation of the house, we find the planet Mercury, and Mercury, Yahweh told me, is the messenger. His name means to um, go and to return, to go and to return, which sounds very much like um, Jacob's uh, vision of the ladder of ascending and descending to go and to return and how we ascend unto the father and return into this dimension to bring about the mysteries, uh, the answers, the visions, um, the reality of all that the father has for us in the heavens um, and bringing it to manifest and to bear in the earth. Uh, the New Testament says that uh, everything we have need of as the heirs of God and the joint heirs with Yeshua is held for us in heavenly places, the riches of his glory held up for us in heavenly places. So we need to go and get those riches of glory to bear them in the earth, to give testament in the earth of as it is in heaven 
on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, I love that. So the house of Mercury are Virgo, Zebulon, or Gemini, Benjamin, or Benjamin. So we find Mercury many times in these two houses. So the houses of the messenger will be found in the house of Zebulon, in the house of Benjamin. So also in the house of Zebulon, we have what is called the decans, coma, meaning the desired, and centaurus, meaning the appointed offering, and boots, the one who comes, the com- who cometh, the declaration of Yeshua, the one who comes uh, in the beginning to be our sacrifice, our appointed offering. And then we see Mercury, the messenger, the one who goes and returns. So as Yeshua came into the earth from the heavens, um, was the appointed offering. He returns in us as the resurrected Christ, the new man, the light being. Isn't that beautiful? So um, the Hebrew word for Mercury is chokhab. Chokhab. Yes. And we find that uh, meaning the star of light. And you can find that in Job chapter 23. So those are the, that's the foundation. So let's go into looking at more of this um, deeper. So coma, the branch or infant near or held by the woman, held by Zebulon. Um, meaning she who bears a pure virgin separated the desired for we desire for that savior coming forth and then centaurus the half human half horse holding a dart and an animal he means the despised or the sin offering and in this time we've had um yom kippur the most holy day and we know that Yeshua is our sin offering that cleanses us in the most holy day in Yom Kippur that we can tabernacle and feast with our Lord and our Father our Creator how beautiful is that and um, understanding that when we have these constellations that are half man half um, beast We understand that that represents a human with a divine nature. Don't look at things as demonic or ugly or anything. Look on the what Yahweh created in its beauty. So this half man, half horse, the desired, the sin offering. Yeshua was um, God becoming man. He was a divine human that became our sin offering. And as we receive him as our Lord and Savior, we are human coming, becoming divine, half human, half um, the 
uh, creatures of heaven. We take on that personification like we find in the book of Ezekiel. We see um, in Ezekiel chapter 1, the bull face. And then in Ezekiel chapter 10, that cherub face. That natural becoming supernatural. That human becoming divine. Taking on that as it is in heaven. So be it on the earth. I love, love, love how even the heavens declare that this is for us. This is our inheritance to become divine. So again, I'm uh, getting a lot of this out of the Maseroth or the Constellations by Francis Rolston. That's R-O-L-L-E-S-T-O-N. Ordered it on Amazon and it's also in PDF that you can save into your iBooks or um wherever you save PDFs. (laughs) All right, so um, Zebulon, when we look at the 12 signs, um, as alluded to by Jacob, we find Zebulon is he shall dwell. He shall dwell. And then um, alluded to by Moses, we find rejoice Zebulon in thy going out or going forth. So, um, Simeon and Levi, uh, being included together under Pisces in the place of Libra and Levi in the encampment of Israel, being that occupied by the tabernacle. Part of these prophetic annunciations are as yet unfulfilled, some relating to the final triumph of the King Messiah. That's where we get that Mercury going and returning or that last um, boots going and returning. So we find all the prophetic word of our Lord written in the sky. It's beautiful. So on the cherubic or cherubic forms, because we talked about um, the bull becoming the cherub face or the human and divine nature, let's just look at that as connected with the emblems of ancient astronomy. So the cherub, the mighty one, the che, thus in this manner, and the rub, the mighty. So we get those root of carub, the che, the che, in this manner, and the rub, r-u-b, the mighty. Those roots um, being chet and he, and the rub being resh and bayit. So the he, the boundary of the breath, the mighty, and the rub, the mighty, being the the head, the leader of the house. Isn't that beautiful? So the faces of the cherub, Ezekiel 1, I already mentioned the man, the Adam, the likeness, all right, the lion coming as light, as a river, as separating and rending the ox, a bull, sure is that Hebrew word coming, stepping forth, or calf, egla, coming again as circling. We find that in Revelations 4, 7. The eagle, the nasir, caused to come down. So we see that cherub, those cherubic faces in the ox and the eagle um, that carry that 
reveals the divine appointment of the cherubim at the east of Eden over the mercy seat in the tabernacle and in the temple of Solomon. They had this appointment not been made. It might be difficult to admit that the use of such figures as those of the constellations afterwards corrupted to the purpose of idol worship could have received the sanction of those holy prophets who have been since the world began. Whoa, so, so good. So two lambs were to be sacrificed for a peace offering. We find that in Leviticus 23:19, hide on the religion of the ancient Persians, remarking that the symbols of the 12 signs came to us from the most ancient Chaldeans and Phoenicians, adds that the Gemini of the Phoenicians were not human fig- figures, but twin kids or lambs. It is therefore probable that the ancient Hebrews so figured that sign, especially as the name in which they knew it. Talmim is applied to kids or lambs as in Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 2. And so we really want to know these Hebrew roots and these Hebrew definitions because we definitely don't want to learn out of the Chaldean or the Phoenician, right? Um, Just horrible. Yeah, (laughs) I'll get sidetracked going off into that, right? So whatever those cherubim might be which the Lord placed at the entrance of Eden whether angelic existences or visionary similitudes to Adam Seth and Enoch they must have been well known and by them their meaning understood if from the cherubic forms the figures of the constellations were derived in order to explain these the meaning of their originals should be ascertained it is no it is nowhere explicitly revealed that these cherubic emblems were intended to typify or to teach the ancient jews held that the cherubim in the Holy of Holies referred to the coming of the God of Israel to Sinai. They asserted, however, that previously these emblems had always been among believers in the Holy Tabernacle from the beginning when they were placed or tabernacled before the gate of Eden. Also that they were known to Noah and Abraham. Thus may be accounted for the prevalence of these forms before the time of Moses in the um, sculptures of Assyria, Etruria, and Egypt. In consequence of the likeness between the figures of the Assyrian sculptures and those of the vision of Ezekiel, an idea has arisen that Ezekiel might borrow his imagery from those sculptures but that imagery had a far earlier a far higher origin the similitudes they repre- they presented to the prophet had been placed at the gate of eden in the tabernacle of Moses and in the temple of Solomon. When that temple was destroyed, Ezekiel was taught to describe and transmit to posterity their forms with which being a priest, he was well acquainted. These symbolic figures would be to the ancient patriarchs what the types of the Levitical law were to their descendants and shadows of things to come. We find that in Colossians chapter 2, verse 17. 
What then did they shadow forth? Some Christian writers have attempted to explain the four cherubic faces as showing the human nature of Christ in union with the three persons of the triune Godhead. By this theory, the person of the Father was typified by the bull, for which there is no scriptural authority. The person of the Son being so typified in sacrifice, this explanation seems at once set aside. By it, the eagle was made an emblem of the Holy Spirit, wholly incongruous with that of Scripture, the dove. In the lion, however, they recognized an authorized symbol of the Messiah, the lion of the tribe of Judah. To him and him alone, the cherubim refer as their forms and their name abundantly testify. Others have tried to interpret these cherubim of glory of believers or ministers of the gospel. Have they not overlooked that he appointed these emblems, has said, My glory will I not give to another. Isaiah 42 verse 8. What unprejudiced mind would not revolt from the supposition that the representations of frail, fallible, sinful mortals could be enshrined in the awful and meaning awful sanctuary which it was death for man to enter save once a year the high priest at Yom Kippur in fear and trembling the tendency of this interpretation is not to hide pride from man but to feed that self-importance with grace discourages but does not eradicate to whom should these cherubim of glory refer to but to the Lord of glory What should they declare but that he that cometh will come, the sacrifice and the sovereign. I love that. The difficulties attendant on the foregoing interpretations are avoided by that which would explain the cherubic emblems as typifying that the promised deliverer should do rather than what he should be. Not his person, but his actions, his coming, first to suffer, to redeem, again to judge, to reign, as shown in the human face, that of the sacrifice bull. He was to come in human nature and to be a sacrifice for sin, as in the lion coming to rend the prey, and the eagle descending from on high. He was, he is, to come again, to separate good from evil, to subdue all things unto himself. When Ezekiel saw the cherubim in vision, they were coming, bringing onward the throne, above it the appearance of the man, the second Adam, the likeness of the glory of God. Whoo! Yes! In the sculptures of Assyria and Etruria, figures compounded of the cherubic forms are walking, coming, as are most of those of the constellations, even as now delineated, and more strikingly so in the Egyptian sphere. He who cometh is the title of the promised Messiah, from Genesis to Revelation. Behold, he cometh was the voiceless proclamation of the herald cherubim at the gate of Eden. Surely I come quickly, the annunciation of the apocalypse. Even so come, Lord Yeshua, is the reply of the believer in all ages. 
We are not told whether the name cherub was appointed of the Lord or whether Adam gave the name as to the animals from what the object before him indicated. This is to the cherubim or cherubim. He could only know by its agreement with the revelation he received by the promise of the seed of the woman might be explained the face of the man by the right sacrifice that of the bull by the second coming announced by Enoch those of the lion and the eagle. Other names are recorded in in scripture as given by divine command all expressive and containing their message in themselves as Israel, a prince of God. There are also names as Noah, given an account of their meanings. The name Karub or Cherub may therefore be expected to contain its own message. No explanation of it is given in Holy Writ. When first mentioned, it is as the Cherubim. Two, as if equally well known to the writer and the readers of record. Adam appears to have given names to the animals brought to him from the actions he saw them perform or saw they were fitted for. These names were probably those preserved in the Hebrew and other ancient dialects. The animals whose faces form parts of the Carabic images were no doubt seen and named by him. Names given by man as denoting actions would be intelligible to man as expressing actions. Figures suggesting those ideas were accordingly used in the forms of the cherubim. They spoke to man in his own language. Adam saw each of these three animals coming with different modifications of that leading idea. Thus the bull came stepping on the earth. Araye. The lion sprung swiftly forward. Nasir. The eagle came descending from the clouds of heaven. The four cherubic forms were early appropriated as emblems to the four evangelists. To St. Matthew was given the man because of of beginning with the genealogy of the supposed father of the Messiah, whose heir he came through to his mother, to, to his mother Mary. To St. Mark was given the lion, some say because he alone mentions the wild beast with being with Christ in the wilderness. To St. Luke the ox, a sacrificial animal, so most explicit on the subject of the incarnation of Christ at his first coming to be a sacrifice for sin. To St. John the eagle, because he early relates Christ's declaration to Nathaniel of the glory of the second coming. Woo! So good. Thus Jerome and Ambrose divided them, but Augustine says he prefers um, the tradition which gave the lion to Matthew and the man to Mark. Neither of these traditions lays any claim to inspiration. Their chief importance is in showing that neither the interpretation which would make the cherubic forms symbolize the Holy Trinity, nor that which would lower them to emblematized human beings was prevalent to the primitive church wow wow so symbols of the constellations we find in virgo the ear of corn 
or the house of Zebulun, the ear of corn, of seed or offspring. So we see a coming forth of Messiah, a coming forth of man in his divine nature as he receives Messiah. Also meaning the church in which the promised seed is born. So we see that going forth, that continuation. And um, in the centaur, the half man, half horse, is the centaur is piercing the victim. That's where we get that sacrifice. Um, in Boots or Octurus, the guardian of the flock is going before them. We see the coming forth of the believers, the sons of God. Whew! Yay! So beautiful. This is kind of long because I I skipped the entire month of um, September, right? I think my last one was the end of August when Zebulon was first coming forth. And now we're in October and Zebulon coming forth. We're coming nearing an end of that. So the figure of the woman in the Zodiac Zodiac did not represent the mother of mankind, neither did it prefigure Mary, the daughter of Heli. It is the virgin daughter of Zion, the church which Paul would present as a chaste virgin unto Christ, reappearing as the woman crowned with 12 stars in the apocalypse. To that church, the Messiah was born as the virgin of the sign bears the branch and the seed. Wow. So we see so much coming forth out of this. We have the declaration of the coming forth of Messiah and the declaration of the church coming forth as a chaste virgin unto Christ. Such a beautiful picture in our sky declaring the glory of God and the glory of the sons of God. So beautiful. Let's see, the often discussed word Alma in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 is doubtless derived from Alam, hidden as were oriental maidens, especially among the Jews in ancient times. Jerome appeals to the Punic usage of its meaning, a pure virgin. Lee also as M. Emphatic, the virgin of prophecy, had it not be so understood from the uh, very early times, even the days of Noah, how could the whole heathen world have been, have had the tradition of the divine deliverer, the virgin born of the son of the supreme by a human mother. The sign Virgo or the house of Zebulon thus from the most remote antiquity witnessed to the miraculous birth as well as to the mission of the seed of the woman who should come to make an offering for sin and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to bring to bear the reproduction of the sons of God continuing that lineage, that heritage of continual offspring. Yes. Are you excited? It's like, whoa. So let's see where we are going to continue here. I did already talk about Mercury, that Chochab. 
Yes, where we get he cometh. We have the root Aleph and Gimel, the strong leader as a walking supply. And in power, the Bayat Chet, the house with boundaries. So the message, the messenger, Mercury, in the foundation of the house of Zebulon is the strong leader is a walking supply in the house with boundaries. And we get to carry on that lineage, that heritage to be strong leaders as walking supplies in the house with boundaries or as a house with boundaries because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of our God. The kingdom of Yahweh dwells within us. And in my father's house, Yeshua said, are many mansions. It is a house of supply. It is a boundary of supply. Mercury meaning going and returning, going into the never ending supply of heaven to become a strong leader walking in this earth realm um, as a walking supply, as a strong leader leading in that, giving hope to humanity and to mankind that the earth is not hopeless. In these days and times in which we're living, hopelessness can creep in and try to make its voice loud. But I tell you, there is a hope. There is a hope in Christ, in Messiah. And that hope lives and dwells within us because the kingdom of Yahweh is within us as a never-ending supply. We become that walking supply. We become the strong leaders of the supply of hope, of the supply of salvation as the supply of healing and help to a lost, hopeless, and dying world. Here we are, world. Um, We say that all creation groans until now, until we show forth as the sons of Yahweh. And the moon is full right now. Woo! The house of the planets. The moon is Issachar. Yes, so the the moon's house is Issachar. Those who know the times and seasons. Those who tell of the signs and seasons. And the house of Mercury is Zebulon and Benjamin, as I just spoke. Now, Benjamin, not Benjamin, excuse me, Zebulon And Issachar work hand in hand. So with the full moon and Issachar speaking and Zebulon speaking, you know, Issachar knew the times and seasons and studied Torah. And Zebulon was the ship that went into the deep sea to bring about the wealth of the deep sea, to be the the merchants and the traders to bring wealth into the house of Issachar, to bring supply that Issachar could continue to tell um, what Yahweh was speaking in the heavens into the earth. So we see we are in a time right now that we as the sons of God know that the message is that of supply, is that of hope, is that of salvation. And as we shine forth in the earth with this great message, um, we will flip the news system. We will flip um, the timeline of this 3D earth 
So we ascend unto you, Father, right now, and we thank you of your luminaries that are speaking in the heavens. And we say yes, we say yes, Father, to your message of the luminaries. And we become... Whew, uh, a sign and a symbol in the heavens with you, in the house of Zebulon. Whoa, in the house of Issachar. And we take our place. We take our place and we say yes to the atonement, the sacrifice, to be cleansed. We repent of our sin and we receive the blood of Yeshua, the sacrificial lamb, our Messiah, to cleanse and make us whole, um, to give us hope. Yes, as you spoke in Jeremiah, to give us hope for our future plans for good and not for evil, to bless us and not to harm us. We say yes. We say yes as we come into your house, Father, the house of many mansions. Yes, and we come now from your house into the house of Zebulon to receive the message of hope, to receive the supply of heaven and to be Become a walking supply to be a house with boundaries of the blood of Yeshua and your righteous word to become um, a superhuman, so to speak, to become a light being, to become a divine human, to become a part of the company of the last Adam and the generations beyond that, the 43rd generation to come into that new creature, that new being, the light being, the divine, whoo, to give hope to to humanity, to terraform heaven on earth, to bring the new heaven, the new earth into being in the here and in the now. And we thank you for this, Father. We thank you, Yeshua. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. You're our helper to help us to come into this revelation, to bring truth from this revelation that we may make it ours, that we can put our hook into this revelation, into um, the divine in the here and in the now. So be it. Amen. Shalom.